Good morning. Speak, friend, and enter the Bag End Book Club. I'm Nora. I'm joined by M. Hi. And Autumn. Hi. And Jackson. Hello. We read more. <clears throat> Sorry. We read more Lord of the Rings. We this did. Time. I know some of you weren't expecting it. But we did continue reading The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but th- I thought about taking like a dalliance into Narnia, but I was like, eh, let's not. <laughs> it's not quite Christmas whole yet. Conversation about like what order do we read them in? No, no, we would not. We would not have to have no any conversation, conversation about to be had. <laughs> I used to have a, an omnibus collection of them, and so, they were in. Some would call the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. And I didn't know. I hadn't Googled Narnia. I just like, which one's the first one? Oh, the Lion, Wish, the, the Wardrobe. What the fuck is this? I didn't know. No, not in my set. It was number one. Uh, yeah, the Magician's Nephew. Know, and I read it. It was some nonsense books. about wings yes. and I was, some rings. And I didn't continue reading Narnia. I, I had the same experience. <laughs> I, wa- I read the first one. I was like, okay, that was weird. But I liked it, I guess. And I never read the others because the movies came out. So I was just watching the movies. Yeah. My dad just read me The Magician's Nephew, and then I was like, that didn't make any sense. Well, I guess I'm never reading these books. Yep, no, same same exact experience. <laughs> I just happen to like Narnia. You know, it's fine. I, I mean, not every book's great. Most of them are solid. Gets a little weird at the I, end there. I bet yeah. I'd enjoy them. Yeah. I, def- I have memory of reading the last book, but I don't remember when I would have done it. Because mm-hmm. I know I, the whole, like, end end of that last book. I really liked Voyage of the Dawn, the Dawn Treader. Um Yes, I think I've read... Okay, maybe I've read more of these than I've remembered, but I definitely have read Voyage of the Dawn Trevor. It was pretty good. Anyway, The Two Towers. The Two Towers! We're here to talk about them. Kind of. Can I tell Not a, really. Can I tell a, tell a quick funny anecdote? Is it actually yeah, quick? On the podcast? Is it actually Until funny? stops you. <laughs> <laughs> Will it pivot to being about Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> When I was very little, I thought this was a movie about 9-11. I, <laughs> I, I was in know. high school when this movie came out. <laughs> I didn't think it was about 9-11, but I was... I got the Twin Towers and the Two Towers confused enough mm-hmm. times because it was, it was coming out in 2002. So I have heard you say the Twin Towers when you mean the Two Towers before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I, was, I was a child. I was a little child. And everyone was nonstop talking about the Twin Towers and the Two Towers in circles where I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense to me. Well, one uh, of them has... Balrogs don't melt steel beams. Well, okay. I was going to say, one of them has a horrid little goblin man, and the other one has Gollum. <laughs> Spoilers, we haven't met Gollum yet. We, he was in the last book. They saw they heard about Barely. him, they were talking about him. Barely. He was anyway. foreshadowed. Anyway. Who's the goblin man in the Twin Towers? Is it a George Bush joke that I think went kind of wrong? Dick, or, I was thinking Dick Cheney, but, you know. Oh, Dick Cheney, okay. Yeah. It, it, I got what you were going for, but I had to connect a few too many dots, I felt like. Well, you know who is good at connecting dots? Aragorn, son of Arathorn, <laughs> Master Ranger, <laughs> Master Tracker. Uh, He's great at connect- connecting the dots uh, between wherever he is uh, and and Minas Tirith <laughs> on a map. <laughs> yeah, you know what he's not good at? Making decisions <laughs> no <laughs> he literally sits down and doesn't make a decision for like some time which could mean an hour 
Could mean three hours. You're forgetting the most important thing that happens immediately, which is that as they're looking around, there is a horn blown, and when Argon goes to investigate, finds Boromir dying. Yeah. I haven't yeah, started he shows the up on the yet, environmental yes. storytelling. <laughs> okay. Well, what happens, Nara? Well, in these three chapters, the first two are centered on uh, the boys' group chat, which is Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas <laughs> as they uh, discover that Boromir has beefed it, fighting off a bunch of orcs. He says he lives long enough to tell them that the hobbits are being taken by the orcs and then Where? dies. Where? We'll get there. <laughs> um, so they go off and they're like, okay, we put together the pieces of this like little puzzle here. Frodo and Sam went that way. The other hobbits went that way. Pretty sure. So which way do we go? And after a while, they decide we should follow the hobbits on this side of the river and let the bearer do his um, his quest. Like it is out of our hands now. We have to save our friends that are here, um, and so they pursue the orcs a long way. They walk a long way for three days, and they eventually meet up with some horse guys. This is led by Carl. Er- I mean, uh, uh, Aomer. Um, <laughs> and Aomer is a really cool guy. He's like. He has a whole title that I can't, he's like the third marshal, I think, of something that I can't remember offhand. Um, these are the riders of Rohan, and they're really cool. They have horses, they have spears, and they know how to use both of those very well. They tell the gang that they already killed the orcs, and they should really come back to town with them, because it is the law. And Aragorn is like, but I don't really want to. And so they uh, give them horses... And send them on their way and head back to their capital on the condition that Aragorn and the others bring those horses back home after they've completed their little uh, quest. They head up to the beginnings of the forest of Fangorn, and they're very scared of the forest because it's a spooky forest, possibly part of the ancient forest that used to cover everything back before humans were around. Uh, and Tom Bombadil was mucking about. Um, so they have the their rules of no chopping down or harming living trees, only gathering firewood from whatever's around on the floor already. And, you know, don't worry about the fire. Just let it go out if it, if it goes out. And they are uh, spied on by an old man in a hat. And when they go up to say hello, he disappears. And they think, is this Saruman? But wait, Saruman is rumored to wear a cloak and a hood. This guy had a hat. I've never seen an old man in a hat before. Oh, well. <laughs> Our third chapter follows Merry and Pippin uh, through the time um, spent in the last two chapters as they are uh, captured by orcs and dragged through the uh, wilderness and they do their best to uh, leave some marks for Aragorn to follow and eventually um, manage to not get killed by the Rohan guys or the orcs as they duke it out. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Mm. 
I enjoyed these chapters. They're not, mm-hmm. like, exciting. <laughs> not really. Well, the first chapter's really good. I think Boromir's death is fantastic, yeah. and everyone yes. singing songs about how they knew Boromir. He was totally a king, actually. Is <laughs> 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 amazing. I love this stuff. I eat it up. It's great. Um, I also I really liked... Uh, the characterization of Aragorn in this chapter being like, okay, I have to make a decision, but he does. He so they do do so they take action, but I would not describe what Aragorn does as making a decision. <laughs> no, no. He instead reasons out like, what is the least decision here? What is like my duty? What am I bound to? I guess with the Baragon. Uh, and I and I, I still want to go to Minas Tirith, but that's just me, and I don't count. So like logically, we must. L- save the people that are near us that no one's doing anything about that's clearly the thing to do so let's do that he just kind of goes down the list of like this is related to neither my actual quest or my want it therefore must be the right thing to do then we will do it uh aragorn is just the most <laughs> overly responsible person i would say that that is i would not characterize aragorn is the only person who knows that boromir tried to take the ring boromir tells him the book says he didn't yes. tell this to anyone for many many years um long after all of this is like done and over with um Mm -hmm. and so he knows that like he know like and he also just like has talked to gandalf like he's like the smartest person left on the team um and so he knows what the ring can do and he knows that if frodo's gone and sam's with him he's well-minded and he says he says deliberately he's like you know we could have there there was no sense in marching like 20 people to mordor like two people are just as likely to get to the volcano as like five people and we've got friends who are being dragged off by orcs and goblins so we gotta go rescue them um and then the next chapter is them is like the situation challenging them to hold their resolve against all like hope Mm -hmm. and logic as they are just constantly falling behind because the uh urukai uh run through the day and night they don't rest and they end up being like three days behind them um and have no sign of help and no idea what they're going to do when they get there, but they just have to keep pressing on like in the face of like the growing despair and they're like, you know, grim resolve to see it out regardless if they come across Mary and Pippin's bodies at some point, that's just what they're going to do. Um, which I think is like the, the challenge, right? Like these are three guys who can absolutely go fight a war and be happy doing that. Um, they're not asked to do that. They're asked to like, just grimly march forward like in the opposite direction because they've been tasked with the responsibility for the hobbits i think that's like important because like you yeah, know uh, the way in which like aragorn drives them on and has to calm legolas down because legolas is like ready to go he's like i can just leave you guys and go ahead like fuck why am i waiting here for you to take a nap um and uh gimli is uh trudging along like gamely behind them it, uh, that's what's good um also I did not realize that um, the D&D thing where elves don't sleep, but they go into a trance for half as much time as humans sleep. I didn't realize that was, like, based on this. like Lord of the Rings elves. I didn't remember this little detail. Where Legolas is, like, uh, dreaming, um, and but not sleeping. So he's, like, at times just walking and, like, resting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I... I there, Legolas is often just like a guy, and he's not that elfy. Yeah, um, but it's nice to have some elf elfy moments. Yeah, with, with Legolas being like weird and different. Yeah, and kind of magic. Um. 
Yeah, for me, um, uh, it's really funny to me. The I, I think I think Tolkien kind of has it both ways because on the one hand, I think um, like Aragorn deciding to um, go after the hobbits is like a really interesting choice um, because it probably makes more sense to go to Minas Tirith or to go help the people in Rohan, but. Um, He's going to do the thing that he feels he's, like, honor-bound to do. And also, in doing so, anytime someone's like, well, should we keep going or should we rest? Should we turn left or turn right? Aragorn is just like, fuck, dude. I don't know. This is the heaviest shit I've ever had to decide in my entire life. Um, I think it's good. I love Aragorn in these chapters. I like the part where he sits down and he listens to the dirt for, like, two hours. And they're like, did he fall asleep? No, he's just listening to the voices of the dirt telling him, like, how far away are the are the feet are, like, way far away. It's been a long time since anyone walked through here. Mm-hmm. We're really behind. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, cool ranger stuff. Yeah. I like the cool ranger stuff. He's cool. Oh, he's then. cool. He's gonna be king. I don't know that yet. <laughs> Although he does say that he is an heir. And, like, shows off his cool sword, and uh, Aomer is like, damn, that is a cool sword. Did I miss something, or did Aomer just take it on faith that he is, in fact, um, like, the heir of Elendil? I mean, well, there was the part where, like, everyone is, like, recoiling as this, like, majesty is on display, and even Legolas, like, kind of sees the... Kind of sees the, uh, like, phantom flicker of a crown across his face, and, like, everyone can see this, right, the, the okay. truth of his words when he pulls out his sword and says his, like, uh, recites his line. Right, okay. Also, Rohan's in this weird place where what we know so far, uh, since Autumn has not seen Two Towers, I won't get too deep into it, but, like, this used to be like all big grazing land for the huge horse herds they had and everyone's pulled back because they expect to go to war any day and they don't know, like, it seems like there's trouble at, uh, you know, at, in the court of the king that like he mentions, like, you know, not everyone agrees, like with what Gandalf was saying, not everyone's of the same mind. Um, it's complicated right now. Um, and he wants Argorn to come back. He's like, you gotta go answer for, which, you know, you have to prove yourself to the, my, the king. You can't just wander around because the borders are closed. Um, and Argorn's mm-hmm. like, well, we're busy, so uh, I'll come later. And uh, if you want to try, because there's like a bit where they almost go to blows and Argorn literally throws himself in between um, Legolas and Gimli and Aomer about to start some shit. Um, and uh, just is like, look, I if you believe me, let me go and I'll come back and I promise. He's like, well, I, I he, there's a line where he's like, uh, you know, the men of the march don't lie. And so I, it's easy to tell when someone's telling me the truth. And I know that you're telling me the truth. So I'm going to let you go. And his men are like, oh, but but the rules. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> not the, I, mean, I don't care. Um, <laughs> and he lets them go. Um, well, and there's uh, another little interesting thing that I... Um, I, I, something that I just thought was interesting was he's describing, like, the trouble in the court and, like, the people leading Rohan are, like, you know, unsure of themselves. And Aomer is like, listen, if if Gondor uh, calls for aid, let's say, <laughs> uh, me and all my guys will come help. I can't promise the rest of Rohan, but everybody under, like, who follows me mm-hmm. will help. Uh, which I thought was interesting. I didn't think that that's what this was going to be. 
I thought Rohan was going to be like a pretty uniform thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. We haven't even been there yet, really. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we will see. Um, I did not... The, the Merry and Pippin chapter is the closest I've come to being a little bored reading these books so far. Um, just because I didn't... Ex- I didn't remember it and I didn't expect it. Mm. And I wasn't ready for Hobbit time. <laughs> but... There's a lot of infighting. We've got Misty Mountain orcs. We've got uh, Isengard orcs. We've got some other orcs. And um, they're kind of fighting over who's, like, what are we actually doing? Who are, like, whose orders are we going to follow? I was kind of surprised to see how much of, like, the orcs' perspective we got in the Merry and Pippin chapter of, like... Here's them like discussing like who is the ma- who is the master Saruman or the the Great Eye like stuff mm. like that. I just didn't expect that to be a thing that was ever going to be like depicted in these books at all. And they have to speak common because they all have different orc languages, right? So they have to like talk like people like talk huh. people talk as opposed to orc talk. Yeah, we, um, you also you also get the Urukai as like. Th- like Saruman's like big like they're, they're described as like more like man-like in size right like they're bigger they're stronger um they they seem to just be more like beholden to Saruman's ordered us to bring him back we we bring the, the the hobbits back we follow the rules we we march until we die um they're the most just like they're Saruman's troops meanwhile you get like the one lead what was his name Grishnok the like lead mm-hmm. um orc out of Mordor and he's like a schemer he knows how to talk he knows he knows about the ring which is like a thing none of the rest like Saruman's troops don't know shit about the ring um yeah and it's just like that is a that, Grishnok's a guy who like has ambitions and lives in a world and is like you know has a place and he would like to ascend if he could get the ring for himself then maybe he could overthrow Sauron who knows anything could happen Lyrikai don't think that way right they're also described as slant eyed yes yeah 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 so that's, that's another one of those little notes that it's it's interesting I really like this chapter because like. One of the lines you get when people talk about Tolkien is like, obviously, Tolkien's just like super white supremacist racist, um, just like flattening what's actually in the books. Uh, and like here we get like some stuff that is loaded and like all these unnatural, like foreign creations of industry, essentially. Mm. Um, are here and they're str- they can go for days and they're stronger than uh, normal men and normal orcs. But sim- at the same time, as we get like that stuff, that's definitely. Uh, Mm. Uh, we also get like a lot of look into the fact that the orcs have culture and have hierarchy and their own rules that are not understood in the same way as like uh, the hobbits going around. It still like treats them with real world building respect in a way that I think like discussion around this stuff kind of leaves out because the movies don't really. They just say yeah. meets back on the menu, boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like a whole chapter about like the different factions pushing and pulling within these groups of orcs, which are not even like orcs as a monolith there are like distinct levels of various uh tribes and peoples formed into this army led by the urukai and stuff mm. um and we don't get like that much we don't get that much of it, right? we get enough of a portrait to know that like there's a lot of 
it's not a monolith, the the forces of evil that they're facing, right? It's not actually this unnatural horde. Um, that is like a part of it, and there are uh, problematic elements within it, but um, I feel like this is more interesting than a lot of the like broad cultural discussion gives it credit for. Yeah. I like orcs. I think orcs are cool. <laughs> I do not like orcs. I think orcs are not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen too many fucking Warhammer wag orcs. I don't uh, like Warhammer. I know these, these aren't. Uh, or Warcraft orcs. I think those are all bad. But normal orcs yes. that aren't like, you know, nine feet tall are cool. Mm-hmm. I like Warcraft orcs, but that's because I played Warcraft 3 when I was like seven years old. So The space in, in me for the big guy type of fantasy guy is Minotaurs. Because I read Dragonlance as a kid, and for whatever reason, minotaurs are like a huge thing in the, in that setting. Hmm. But there are no orcs. I won't talk about war- I, I won't talk about Warcraft three. <laughs> I, I just won't do it. I thought about talking about Warcraft three, and I've decided against it. I like that game though. Um, I'm trying to think of more about these chapters. I just don't have a lot for these chapters. No, there, the there's thing- that. Do you want to go ahead? I was just going to point out the part where the orcs are shit-talking each other. Like, oh, you're fucking Nazgul. What, is he going to get his mount shot out from under him again? <laughs> they do mention this. Um, and, like, Nazgul aren't going across the river till the war is actually on. There is a lot of, like, mortar police action happening that is not actual <laughs> open warfare in these in these chapters. Um, the thing that I want to say is that, like this book introduces or these two these three chapters introduce the thing that's going to be like the gimmick with the rest of the books is like multiple perspectives and the ways in which characters have to assume what the other characters are doing in time and like the time frames are really condensed. Like everything that happens to Mary and Pippin in that single chapter basically happens almost like before like or before they come across like you know Aragorn and everyone come across the big pile of bodies it's just that like the the road there and then one really bad night um where shit goes really badly um but like the way in which that time is very compressed versus like Aragorn and Gimli and like this is like three day trek uh 45 leagues out of their way um through grassland that sucks uh is good yeah and that, like you know we've split the narrative like book four will happen and it'll just be like shit that frodo and sam are doing and you're like okay that's like all and, and all that is put against all of this stuff um that is happening overlapping each other and the ways in which those like are about people who don't know things because they're just in different places and there's no way to like there's no cell phone problem in lord of the rings right like people just don't know shit if they're not there for it yeah, I didn't. And that's always been like you go, Jackson. Oh, that's always been like a concern in this book. Uh, it's like every time Gandalf shows up and explains, "Oh, by the way, none of you were here, but this thing happened." It's totally crazy. Uh, it's like a lot of the first book, um, <laughs> but it's always about stuff that has like happened before, mm. or like setting table setting stuff and getting everyone on the same page. Now it's happening in real time in multiple different threads uh, for different characters that we already know and care about. And it's going to happen even bigger because the second half of this book is the Frodo half. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is going to happen, obviously, like at the same time as this other stuff. Yeah, I didn't know about that part of this. Um, I don't remember it. I really forgot that they that, like those two lines are so split apart. Yeah, I did, I did not know. I assumed before we started this podcast, you told me around the time we started doing this, um, 
I assume that like two towers was going to be like Aragorn chapter, Frodo chapter, Aragorn, Frodo. It's weird that to just not know what Frodo's up to right now. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> uh, it feels more important. He's got the damn ring. I mean, that's the point, right? Like they have to, they have to do all of this, do their best, not knowing if he's dead, if like Gollum found him and killed him, if he's been captured. Does Sar- Sauron could just have the ring? They don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's about so this, like so much of the story is about doing the thing that you have agree- like agreed to do and think is best in the face of everything in front of you. <laughs> and part of that is not knowing what fate is about to befall everyone. Hmm. And also, like, this kind of um, intercutting that they're not doing here is like, this is how modern fantasy or just books work, right? This is cutting between your A pod and your B pods. Uh, That's all media now uh, is the intertwined intercut stories and keeping these slightly separate, but a little, uh, like, compacted in some way and connected across time is um, pretty good. Yeah. And also, um, the Orokai have broad swords as opposed to the orc scimitars. There's no actual, like, description of what that means. Just bigger swords, I guess. Yeah. Mm. But, I don't know. I'm just thinking about orcs. <laughs> um, I know it's early, because uh, we just started Two Towers. We've already gotten one email, so we we should read that. You want to read it now? Yeah, I was just gonna make like tell people to send us emails. People should send us emails. Uh, Exportaudiopodcast@gmail.com. Put bag end in the subject line. This person did. I, I can pull it up right now. Yeah, uh, we'll probably keep these to the end of books, but we kind of forgot to do a call for questions last time, and so this is a very easy, very yeah. simple uh, email here. Um, it is about pondering your orb. <laughs> is it really? I haven't read the email. Yes. Uh, since this seems to be the meme right now, I th- this is coming in from Kate. Uh, I thought I would send you a picture of the actual thing. It's a card from Middle Earth The Wizards, a collectible card game that ICE, not the government agency, but Iron Crown Enterprises, made a long time ago. They may they maybe used the art previously for their Middle Earth role-playing game. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But we have here a card with that is the orb pondering image is Saruman. I didn't realize that was Saruman. It makes sense. Yeah. Can you uh, so. hook me up with an image of this? Yep, we're getting that. Um, they haven't even mentioned uh, the Palantir yet. <laughs> we're a no, long yeah. way off from that being a relevant plot point. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess I just. Im- because it's in um, the movie, yeah. but it's just not in the book at all. So Not yet. It's good to know that that's Saruman. I'm just waiting for this card to show up. Yeah, we've been waiting for this image. Seems, yeah, I'm trying to vamp. Dora's phone runs very slow. It's not in the chat. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the chat. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's the, yes, that's Pondering Your Orb. Yeah, that's Saruman. Yeah, yeah. There he is. Sure. Yeah. Lord of the Rings What's 3. What's the text on this card say? Right. The quote is from Lord of the Rings 3. 
<laughs> Book three, right? Um, I have no idea. No, no, I don't think. I think this they mean Return of the King. I don't think we get a description of Saruman in this part of the Two Towers. I would be shocked if we did. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I thought for sure, but maybe you're right. Um, I could see where it might happen, but like there, you know, this is talking about the book before we get there. So, thank you for the email, and anyone else who wants to send us emails can do so at exportaudiopodcast at gmail dot com and just put bag end in the subject. Yeah. I don't know if I have much more about these chapters. I liked them well enough, but... The first half of that second chapter is condensed to a montage in uh, the movie. I can see why. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings still good. Yeah. yeah. I was a little down on the Hobbit chapter, but... Um, I don't know. I'm coming around on it. They're busy being concussed most of that chapter. I feel like we're allowed. Um, I like Mary and Pippin a lot, but they have not, like, differentiated themselves yet <laughs> in the course of the story. Yeah. But eventually they will have different, uh, you know, different sets. They'll have different uh, get-ups. I am mostly familiar with Mary and Pippin as, like, I guess, like, jokes about like oh those two people don't get characterized like like um i i think on a recent just king things about stand by me they're like oh yeah there's the two characters that matter and then there's the mary and pippin and i guess i'm just familiar with mary and pippin as like oh yeah those two like joke characters who are those other two droids that hang out with r2 and 3po who are the other two droids that hang out (laughs) exactly I just thought <laughs> I just thought there was some prequel shit I was forgetting. Am I not? Okay. No. Shut up. Okay. I would believe it if you told me that there was two droids that I just forgot about. I would just believe that. You've seen too much I, Star Wars for that. I would believe you. I don't think about Star Wars that often these days. That that hasn't always been jealous. That's, that's not stopped me from knowing things about Star Wars for years now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I understand this is like a weird Hobbit chapter, like just doing stuff. Uh, but I do appreciate the the space it gives for Merry and Pippin, right? Because they they are, as you said, then you know they they are culturally seen as these hanger on characters, and the book has an awareness of this. It's like they're not really useful to the quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't have the ring. They're not cool guy warriors. What do they do? And then they have a chapter here, like being like, "Why the fuck did we come on this? Now I'm being kidnapped." But also, like, <laughs> um, they're not like say, like Sam's like you know street smart, whatever the version of that is in a fantasy world. And Frodo's like kind of different in like his special way and kind of the way Bilbo was uh, a lot of luck and overly clever. But like these two just get through it, right? Like. Gandalf yes. since the Hobbit has always been like it's nice to have a Hobbit around. They just tend to be like hardy and good at stuff. You, you you'd be surprised. Um, and Merry and Pippin who have done basically nothing and have mostly complained the whole way. The minute like they're left on their own to get shit done, like they escape. Like if it's luck or just being in the right place, like Pippin uh, runs away and drops the brooch and cuts the uh, thing around their hands and uh, his hands and is ready to go when there's an opportunity to take. And that's just all like good. This is why you keep Hobbits around. Yeah. They're, uh, it never. F- Go ahead. I just it never feels like ah, like, oh, and here's where they like use their special skill. No. They just kind of like manage to do it 
not great. It's not like the world's best super sick escape. They just saw the opportunity and they took it. It was like well done uh, characterization for them being like competent. Also, like uh, as like you see in the like contrast, like right after you know Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli have been running, uh, basically like as hard as they can between passing out for three days. Like the Hobbits just did that without the stops, right? Like they were being dragged along by yes. orcs, fed like horrible like orc potions to keep their strength up um there's like a bit where like the like mary has like a cut on his forehead and they just rub some shit in it that like heals it but like he you know he bore the scar till the end of his days like they don't care and yet the hobbits persist yes no one draws him with a sick scar they should they what, should what if it looked like a lightning bolt Shut no the fuck up. all right uh <laughs> Uh, you can find Shut me at headfuls off <laughs> on twitter.com. <laughs> Is that what, anything else you want to tell people about? If you're going to do plugs, do plugs. Yeah, you can't oh, have we actually We actually doing plugs, not just gimmick, I guess. I guess the podcast is done. Uh, you can find me at headfallsof on Twitter.com. Find the podcast that me and I do at normalmapping.com. Uh, you can find me at em underscore being. You can uh, support all of our podcasts at patreon.com slash normalmapping. We're about to start Gundam Seed. That's a show I've heard people like, or or at least have opinions about um and so please check that out it'll be a great time uh you know voip life and uh blockbusters and all that there's a lot of stuff we put out for the patrons um so you know do that uh next time we're reading three chapters that's my job to keep the lore intact so three chapters again so four five six yeah no we're actually gonna read 12 17 and 23 it's only nine chapters in this book i think so we will not be doing that my book starts at page 403. My book starts at page 403. My book starts on page, like, volume. 12, probably. Um, is Haro the Gundam seed? You plant the Haro and it grows into a Gundam? Mm, nope. Oh, I see what you mean. <sighs> Where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at Tumnal underscore coffee. All the other podcasts... At export.odd.io, that's also the Patreon. You give us a dollar, you get this podcast early. You get ordinate stairwells early. You get hot singles early. Um, you Batman. Get Batman early. Thank you. I knew I forgot we'll something. Other podcasts yet to be announced later this year. Uh, uh, Nor it's December 1st. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> you can find me buried under sandbags or on Twitter at neither Nora. <laughs> You can find stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. You can support the podcast at exportodd.io. And where can people find you? I already did that. Oh, you did it? Yeah, we, we, we've already done that. <laughs> I, I remember Jackson doing it. I think I just totally blanked on him doing it. Anyway. We're really excited to be podcasting this. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm waiting for dinner to get here. We've got a whole other thing to do after this before dinner gets here. We moved, but we're not really like set up yet. Yeah, so no, I, I understand. Um, our our situation improves. Our, I think our audio is mostly okay this time, but hopefully yeah. it's better next time. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Read for ruin and the red dawn.